K's, two A's in the mirror. Uh huh. Three K's, two A's, mirror, mirror. Uh huh. Three K's, two A's in the mirror. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got it. Welcome back, listeners. You heard it. You know where we are. We're in the podcast dojo, baby. Back like, back like we never left. It's one half of the host with the most, King Kunta 3X. Featuring, starring, co-hosting, really. Not, it's really none of those things. It, it's, it's, it's really 50-50. It's, it's, dual, it's dual billing. I'm not sure if his name would go first or if my name would go first. We'll probably coin toss that, but actually, it's his network, so his name will probably go. I digress. It's locally known, world-renowned, universe accepted. Be honest. What's up, B? What's up, man? Absolutely, this is your show. I'm your co-host. This is, this is your wheelhouse. This is what you're good at. I'm just trying to be a humble servant to King Kunta and his ideas of, his delusions of grandeur, really. This is almost like a thought exercise for King Kunta and his, um, his fan base, because I don't believe that most of the things that he thinks are true, are true. So, so listeners out there, <laughs> let it never be said that Be Honest does not support mental health and therapy. I hey, appreciate you that. <laughs> you, are, you are tuning in to Black on Both Sides. Uh, but you already knew that like a long time ago, but I felt compelled to say that. But it's been a crazy week. It's much to talk about. Um, be Honest, I think I've gone on a record a couple times maybe on this show, maybe in the Slack room, about my thoughts of Meek Mill. Do you, do you, do you recall my thoughts on Meek Mill? I don't recall your thoughts on Meek Mill, no. Because it's been a while well, since um, Drake bodied him. Right, right, right. But you knew I wasn't a fan. Right, I knew that. Yeah, and one of my biggest complaints for Meek Mill was, you know, why are you always screaming at me? I just don't understand his scream rap. Stop screaming at me. Tone, tone. You can, you can, you can raise it. You can lower it. Doesn't always have to be one tone. Which, which I guess maybe he was a fan of DMX growing up. I don't know. I digress. He recently dropped a new project. Uh, I don't remember the name. It's out there. It's the new Meek Mill. He's since he's been out out of jail or whatnot. Well, the new project I have to say is a uh, slow clap. Tip of the hat. Goddamn, son. You did good. You did good, Meek. You did good. See, this is a prison success story, I think. <laughs> Rehabilitation works. It does, because think about this. To be honest, have you had a chance to listen to any of, the, any of the songs on the album? I heard the song that has Jay-Z on it, and I was Ooh! like... Yeah, I was like, mm. I, need, I need to go back and take a listen. Because at first, Jay-Z started off really, really slow, and I was like, eh... But then it, he's gonna phone it in. But then all of a sudden he started dropping game. Right, not just game though. It was like like third third level game. It wasn't like the first the first two levels of people probably didn't understand what he was talking about. The third level of game was definitely um, touched. Whew. Yeah, that's one of the hottest Jay Z sixteens. Uh, and hmm, let me think about this. Like a while. Yeah, I don't think like, he's like, ever. I don't think he's been on that yet. type of thing for a while. It's better than anything on four. Everything on four, four, four was basically like you know old man game. He just telling you. He was. I'm telling. He's like, sorry. Yeah, come here, Sonny. Let me talk to you. Tell you how I got to where I got. This, on the other hand, was the introspective, complicated hove. That's not the point. So the name of Meek Mills' new album is called Championships, and this is a rehabilitation success story. And here's why. Nary a struggle bar was to be found on any of these tracks, in my opinion. Not a single one. Not a single struggle bar. And what does that mean? That means he must have had time to write and rewrite and rewrite, a.k.a. edit. So Word while for, he was... Work for Tupac? So, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, so while he was locked up, he got really, you know, really acquainted with his pen. Literally. And, you know, we're all the better for it. So I guess what I want to say is the criminal justice system apparently works for us all. I knew that, though, already because I put together a playlist of new music that I, that I, I called it new shit I might like. And um, Dangerous that's was... The most, that's one of the most be honest fucking things you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just want you to know that. <laughs> new shit I, must like, I might like. That's, that's the playlist might. name. <laughs> might, I might could. <laughs> right. No, but no, no. Dangerous is one of the hottest records of the year because it's, it's for men and women. 
and Meek Mill killed that one. It's him, Jeremiah, I think PNB is. I can't remember exactly who all's on it, but that record is probably one of the hottest records of the year. I'm actually willing to listen to it now. Before, the, the pure fact that Meek Mill was on it would have been a hard no for me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've already, I already knew he was coming with something. I just didn't know it was going to come like that record I heard with Jay Z on it. I was, I'm, I'm really astonished that he was able to focus. I'm astonished he was able to clear all those damn samples. <laughs> oh, you may not know this yet, so you haven't gotten all the way through it. There's like, basically, he took most of what has to be his formative favorite East Coast song samples and songs and sampled them. Yeah. And there was a lot of soulful shit. We're talking Biggie and Nas primarily. And uh, and that's Kunta's wheelhouse. You give me us a soulful track and, you know, some hot, hot fire spit on some soulful tracks. And, and you got a hit right there. Well, and that's exactly what young Meek Dill, young Meek Mill, Meek Mill? Meek. Meek. Meek Mill. Meek Mill. That's a dumb name. Can yeah. you like do that over? Yeah, that's a bad name. But Is um, it a nickname? What the fuck does it even mean? No idea. Meek? No idea. All right. But Maybach Music, Atlantic Records, maybe they're trying to com- compete with Universal and Drake. So they're saying, you know what? No no expense. No expense is too much. Let's just do this. Oh, man. He's got a track with Rick Ross. Speaking of Maybach Music. Well, I mean, he signed you know, He signed to Rick. I know that, but he's got a track on there with him. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty good. I guess what I want to say about uh, about uh, Rick Ross is Rick Ross is like mm, he's like a really, really good upper shelf, but not top shelf liquor. Follow me here. Okay. So, like, he's really good. And, you know, you don't, but at the same time, you don't really want to be just like telling people you'd be listening to Rick Ross, you know, you know, it's not, it's not the best. It's not the, it's not the top, the tippy of the toppest. It's not that. But, um, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, it can work. You know, if you just, you just go into your regular, regular day to day, you reach for that almost top shelf liquor. But that's that's, right. that's his thing though. He's he's smooth. He's a he's a dark liquor. He his voice and his flow are just buttery smooth. So I think that you know if I have to pick a voice of hip hop, I like his voice for the voice of hip hop right now. Ugh. Now as yeah, far as his lyrics, he actually eh. had a had a had a had a rhyme where he kind of addresses what I just said. Okay. Be, uh, long story short, he's not pleased being you know not the top shelf, but you know really high shelf. He'd rather be top shelf. Right. So he's in his feelings a little bit. But in any event, uh, yeah, so they got a great uh, uh, out. They got a great track uh, featuring Rick Ross, and the whole album just came off, you know, just just beautifully. It's, I'm looking it's at a it nice now. Album. I'm looking it's at it now. Nice. Fabulous, fabulous. Cardi B, Rick Ross, Jay Z, Future, somebody, Rod, somebody. I can't see what the full name. They had Cardi B in like Cardi B's lane. They didn't let her get. They, they kept her, you know, in under control. Drake, Kodak Black. Uh, 21 Savage, who was one of your favorites. Um, Kept Kodak, 21 Savage. I am here for every single rap that young man says. And then the most me- the most mediocre, bland artist of the uh, new artist of the year, LMA. She's on there, too. So they got her while she's still got a, a career going. Okay, buddy. Come in real quick. Close the door. This LMA chick. She's nice looking, I guess, but I don't get it. It's not great. It's it's so mediocre. It's like, hey, that formula worked on the past 17 songs. Let's make 18 exactly the same as the last 17. I'll say, hey, look at me. I'm light-skinned and I got the good hair. Don't you want to listen to me sing? Nope. That's where it should. Not really. I like ugly bitches to sing. Fantasia is a phenomenal singer, especially if you see her live. Taysia May. Nobody calls her Fantasia. That's a government name. It's Taysia May. Whoever. She's phenomenal when she gets on stage because she sweats everything out. Everything. Uh-huh. Did she ever figure out, did she ever learn how to read? I don't care. When she's, when she's on stage, she's I'm barefoot. Asking, I'm not trying, not, no shade. She, I want the fact. Did she ever learn? I don't I'm care. For her. Have you ever seen her live? She's barefoot and sweaty as fuck. And I love it. See, be honest, the type of circles I run around in, I don't know if I could, if, I, if I'm a Fantasia <laughs> headliner ticket buying type dude. I don't I saw I, don't. I saw Fantasia in LA, not Stable Center. What's next to Stable Center? Nokia Theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I well, saw it's not Fan- called that. It's called the Microsoft Theater now, but it used to be the Nokia. But yeah. I saw I saw Fantasia and Brian McKnight in LA in the in the Nokia whatever. Okay. Now, now if she got Brian McKnight there, do I ever cross you? Yeah, I could do that. But if it's just her <laughs> and the rest of the Chitlin circuit, I you know, dude, dude, I went there can't for Brian. Go, can't go backwards, man. I, people don't know. Maybe the people on this show don't know, but Brian McKnight is my favorite singer of all time, as far as guys go. Right. So my wife. Surprised me with the uh, well, she surprised me with the whole trip. Actually, it was just a vacation for us, and she, you know, she didn't tell me where we were going. We end up there, and I, I looked at the billboard ab- above the Nokia Center. I'm like, oh my god! PSA, be honest, is uh, wealth shaming all of you listeners out there who are not killing it in this game of life. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but anyway, so look, no, here's the thing. I didn't know Fanta- Fantasia was an, uh, uh, was a she wasn't even Berman. I opened for some reason. I have no idea why. It was a radio station. What? Event. Yes. God, yes. God damn. Yes. Brian and Knight opened. <laughs> this this is this was the, the oddest night. So Brian, oh, Brian, no, listen. It was a radio station event. So I guess it was it was it was set up differently. But I'm expecting us to leave after Brian and Knight. I'm like, okay, well the show's gotta be over. I, nobody opened for him. That's cool. So Fantasia comes on and shuts the bitch down. I'm talking about to the point where there was a white woman testifying with her hand in the air, walking she walked up to the stage like it was the front of the church. And everybody was rededicating their life to Jesus. She walked up there. She was Jeez. waving her hand. Fantasia was sweaty, dripping sweat off her fucking duck lips. It was it was amazing. Look, I'm not disagreeing that her voice ain't the goddamn truth. I'm not saying that, okay? Me not buying a Fantasia ticket is less about Fantasia and more about Fantasia fans who would buy Fantasia tickets. <laughs> but, you know, be patient with me. You know, I'm still working on me. You know, that's I understand that that probably, you know— isn't the best way to go. That's, you know, it's probably, I could be a little bit more humble. Right. You know, that's probably not good. So I'm working on me, but I'm being honest. Speaking of being honest, let's be honest with our fans. So before we kicked off the podcast dojo, I called uh, my co-host here. And for some unknown reason, I think it's because he has quite an ear for music, if you ask me. Uh, he was playing Sweet Home Alabama. Be honest, you, you, you can't explain why, why, why that happened? What was going on with that? I have submitted, man. I have submitted because Alabama beat the dog shit out of Georgia yesterday in the SEC championship game. It was, And it was the exact same thing reversed from the last year where, mm. where the, the, the backup quarterback came in and beat the brakes off of us after the, the starting quarterback couldn't quite figure it out. Same thing happened last year. The only thing that the twist in it is it's the same fucking quarterback. So the, okay. the starting quarterback last year got replaced by Tua, who was the new quarterback. This year, Tua got hurt, and Hurts, the original quarterback from a year ago, came in and beat us. It's, it's like you can't write this shit. It has to just happen. I'm done, though. So I was playing Sweet Home Alabama to show my submission to the Dixie, the Dixie, the Dixie State of Alabama. Oh, God, don't say that. Yep. No, we, no, it's over, man. We're going back to the Confederate you know what I'm saying? States or whatever. Alabama beat the brakes off of us. They continuously do it. It's 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 shameful at this point. To the point where now I'm thinking that it's possible Atlanta and the surrounding area has been cursed when it comes to sports. Really? So do you know if they're going to be playing in a bowl game? We don't know yet. Actually, we do. I mean, no, they're going to play in a bowl game. I want to talk about the championship, though. I want to play for the playoffs. I want to go to the top four teams. I don't That's give not a f- happening this year, but you're going to be playing in the Nokia Sugar Bowl. It's probably not Nokia, but in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. Yeah, oh well. Do you know who you're going to play? Texas Longhorns, I guess. Finally, the Texas Longhorns are back in a major bowl. We're about to fuck y'all up. I'm back. Hey, look, look, I'm back. We're about to fuck y'all up. Only one leaves. You've got the bumbling, stumbling, straggling, gaggling, and whatever. Georgia Bulldogs who got housed by Alabama. (laughs) And on the other side, you've got the most electrifying college football team in the world. You've got your Texas Longhorns who fresh off of not a loss, but a lesson. Take another chance from their rivals, Oklahoma Sooners, tip of the cap to Oklahoma Sooners and the officials that jinx the game and that's through the game, but whatever. It doesn't matter. The Longhorns coming in, snorting, spitting, stomping, 
walking down that aisle to your candy-ass Georgia Bulldogs. They're going to smack you up. They're going to take you to the Heartbreak Hotel. And they're going to sing you a little song. They'll give you a little lullaby. And then at the end of it, they're going to give you the rock bottom. Be honest. This is real shit right here. Just like that, I'm back. Fuck y'all. We're going to kill you. This is real shit right here. So we're going to put this shit on the line. You know, so, you know, listeners, be honest, didn't know this, but it can only be this way. Be honest and I are going to have a bet over which person's favorite college football team is going to win when they face each other. Because Be honest and I have not talked about it, we're going to talk amongst ourselves because the game's not coming until January, and we're going to agree on a bet, and we'll we'll announce that bet on either the next uh, uh, black on both sides or one after that. Because I can't imagine, I can't imagine it'd be any other way than just two entering in a no-holds-barred, no-holds-barred, steel-cage deathmatch. Can't wait. Cannot wait. So <sighs> we stay ready on my end, so you better, you know, we stay ready, so we got to get ready. So hope you, you guys figure your shit out. Get ready, because, you know, we're bringing it. Yeah, it's over for you guys. Nah, I don't. I don't. I don't, can't, can't you, see that. You guys. I mean, okay, we're, we're Georgia. You guys are not in our, our league. Who? Like this is an upper echelon game. You're, you guys, what? You're, you're Georgia. Okay. Yeah, you guys have walked your way into some our, shit. Our wide receivers average about six three. So good luck with that for That's your okay. defense back. That's okay. If they even get the ball off, did you see? Okay. I, I'm back. So first of all, let me say I'm back. I'm glad you're back. Yeah. Oh, you, so you did watch? You know, the greatest college university. In all of the United States, you were you were watching the Texas game. Is that what I'm I'm hearing from you? Being of course not. Who watches the Texas game outside? Because I Texas? sure as fuck didn't watch the Georgia game. That's fine. That's fine. Because you know why? Because whenever I see Alabama and then the verses, I just kind of tune out until it's championship time. I was liking the state of Texas because I watched Dallas pummel the New Orleans Saints. So I was. I kinda, didn't see that. It was very good. I, I liked. I heard it. about it, but I didn't see it. I liked it. So a I, you know, I I try not to. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe things. I don't see with my own eyes, hear with my own ears, or witness personally. So no, it was. No, there's bad. a rumor going around that happened, but I find it hard to believe. I'm willing to to root for anybody who can keep the Saints out of the fucking Mercedes Benz Dome here in Atlanta for the Super Bowl. Because why? Why are you upset with the Saints? Because they're our rivals, and they beat us twice this year, and fucked them, and everybody who likes them. Well, you know. Every everybody's got a line in the sand. My line is anyone that would that would have the audacity to try to test the chest of the burnt orange longhorns for my favorite forty acres in all of the world in University of Texas at Austin. I always so I, I'm I, looking forward to this. I always like the T hat with the more yellow color, them Tennessee uh volunteers. I hated that Texas longhorn. I keep wondering orange. why we haven't sued the shit out of them for uh <laughs> Trademark violations, copyright violations. <laughs> I assume something was worked out, but I, I'm not, not happy about it. Yeah, you're always, right. It's a lighter orange. Yeah, I always like that one. Orange. More of a pinky out orange. <laughs> Man. Anyway. All right. Well, we're going to figure out some sort of bet, and we'll report back to you guys on what we we come up with. Um, because Beyonce really does like those Georgia Bulldogs. And best believe King Kunta has got the love of the burnt orange longhorns deep down in his heart. There are only two people that like the Bulldogs more than me, and that is Jay Smooth and O-Dub. O-Dub will fight you. I think O-Dub would come to L.A. to fight you over the Bulldogs. Well, if it, if, if it has to be, it has to be. I'm, I will take a beating for my University of Texas longhorns. That'd be two beatings, though. One on the field, one off the field. Damn. Oh, I thought she was counting Jay's move. I was going to say, I wish our ninja would. <laughs> Why did I say ninja? Because I'm wearing right now this amazing T-shirt I just bought today. Uh, it's got my one of my favorite anime characters on it, Kakashi Ataki from Naruto. He's got the exposed Manjikaya Sharingan, and he's got two kunai. He's about to hit him with some cool ninja shit. It's awesome. It's like black... I digress. We have important shit to talk about. Sorry about that. Takashi six nine on your t shirt. You said okay. Let's move on. Speaking of Takashi six nine, um, <sighs> I'm going to try to listen to his album. I don't care really. I don't really care yeah. honestly. He, I mean, you know, I like the I like it's the his magnum opus. It's the last thing we're ever going to get from him. 
<laughs> and you think he knew that? It's not. It's his life's work. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, this is his life's work. Oh shit, he's in trouble then. If this is this before he knew he was going to be. Have you heard up. it? Do you know? I haven't. So give him a chance. Let's see. That's you know. It all came. You know. This is it. This is it. This is his. This is the 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 measure of his of him as a musical man. And so I'm I'm interested to see what he has. And so when he's out of jail, you know, 30, 40 years from now, and if I'm in my right mind, you know, I can say, hey, I remember he had an album. It was good. It was okay. One of those mumble rappers. Right. But I, I think I owe that to the to the young man just okay. to just have a listen. All right. So, but anyway, <clears throat> there is actually important and terrible concerning bothersome things to talk about. So here's how I think I'd like to do this. Be honest. Can you tell me if you believe that there is any superpower that is an enemy of the United States and who that superpower or powers, who who they are? I would say that there are three potential superpowers. Well, no, I would say there are two potential superpowers and then there are two uh, and a possibles. I would say that Russia would be one of the superpowers, potential superpowers, excuse me, and I would say that China is the other potential superpo- superpower, not in that order, as far as greatest to least. Um, and then I would say the potential would be you know, the Korea and maybe Iran or something like that. Those would be the possibles. They, so could, do, they could make two or three who, moves and be, and be in the game. So be honest, who, you know, We've talked many times that, you know, you're, you're, you're a veteran and you've served this country. Who of those countries you named, are those our enemies? All of them are. are all of them could be our enemies immediately. Like, they, they all have reasons to hate us and to love us. Okay. Okay, so let's just, let's, let's I mean, put you know, a pin in politics, that. Politics is a finicky bitch. You can't just say hate, you know, politics, because there's sometimes that, uh, that, like, for instance, China needs us, even though they may hate us. Well, I don't think Russia needs us. They other don't. Other than needs us to stay confused and unorganized so that they can try to go back to annexing the rest of the satellite countries they had to give up. They don't. they're getting ready to uh, start a war. Well, actually, they already did. They're getting ready to further the armed conflict against uh, Lithuania. No, is it you, the Ukraine? I'm sorry, the Ukraine. They essentially uh, fired on and blew up three of Ukrainian vessels. Oopsies. Yeah, that's war. Yeah, that's what that is. And the Ukraine knows beyond a shadow of a damn doubt. Uh, this would be like, um, this would be like Jay Smooth fighting Uncle O'Dub. There's no possible way it could go well. Just not. For Jay Smooth, all. you mean? For Jay Smooth, no. It's, right. it, 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 it's, 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 it's like, you know, it's like suicide. That's what it is. Right. You're only fighting for a pyrrhic victory, for morality, to show that you, you know, that you stand for something, knowing you're fully, you're about to die. Right. So at the end of it, as you're taking your last few breaths, you can say, but, you know, they had to take it from me. I didn't, it wasn't easy. That's what essentially Ukraine versus Russia. Right. There's, no, there's no chance. There's no shot. They don't even have a sophisticated Navy. So if that's how they want to go at it, that's not going to work very well either. Okay, so hang, hang on. Don't move. Don't move. Stay right there. Now, this is usually the time when America says, hey, Ukraine, we'll take care of you. We'll step in and help. True or False. And I, I want to say one more thing about that. True or false, though, King Kunta? You know I don't like straight answers. Okay. Fair enough. Fair but, enough. But the answer to that question is true. This would be a time where the United States, asterisk, along with the other members of NATO and other <laughs> no, members, no, would no. say that, you know, we've got to band together <laughs> nope. to stop this Russian aggression. <laughs> no, 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 no. Neighbors. <laughs> I said say true or false. You went through this bullshit. Listen, you and I both know that even if the UN got involved, it's really America. Now, watch how this shit plays out this time, though. I don't know all the details of what happened, and I want you to continue because really, I'm really interested in it. But I'm just saying, foreshadowing now, Look, I want to I say that I don't think Trump is, is with the shits. 
So this one is going to have to be on Ukraine. But now let's proceed. Well, I'm glad you you think that. And on top of that, I would agree with you that Trump is not with these shits because these shits here involve Russia. And in the Mueller investigation, which we've been complaining about for months, well, a year and some months, and nothing's really been happening. Well, shit's starting to happen. So Paul Manafort, Trump's former campaign manager, had had a plea bargain deal with the Mueller team, and apparently he violated it. Now, Mr. Manafort is already looking at a substantial amount of time. He's already a man in advanced age. I believe he's in his 60s or 70s. And he's already got, you know, substantial amount of time. In other words, he's probably wasn't going to be able to get out while within a life span, his lifespan without this deal. And apparently, Mr. Manafort, per uh, Rudolph Giuliani, the leader of Trump's legal team, apparently Mr. Manafort, while he was lying to Mueller, and Mueller, as a matter of fact, knows that he's lying because he plans on submitting a memo uh, with regard to sentencing, which he's supposed to do, in which he's going to detail all of the all of the many ways in which Manafort lied and broke the plea bargain deal. But Mr. Giuliani uh, has said that Manafort, Manafort was actually telling the Trump administration secret conversations he was having during the Mueller investigation, giving them a heads up on what the focus was and what's coming. Why? Because Donald Trump apparently and has floated the idea, and still does, that a pardon of Manafort is possible. You okay with that so far, be honest? So far. So, you okay with the president uh, basically saying, fuck the entire legal system? Yep. He's loyal to me, and because he's loyal to me and kisses the ring, I will pardon him no matter what happens. Yep. You okay with that? I'm okay with that. Loyalty is important. All right. Okay, that's cool. All right, so that's one guy Mueller Mueller was going after. Another guy Mueller was going after is uh, Mr. Michael Cohen. You know know who Mr. Michael Cohen was? I've heard the name bounced around. He was Trump's personal lawyer for like the last 10, 15 years or so. He might know a thing or two. Probably. Might know a cup up or two. And... He was also part of the whole Stormy Daniels mess. Remember that? I do. He was the one that that was supposed that was tasked with actually uh, making the payment. So, Mr. Cohen recently pled guilty and is now working with Mueller. And are you familiar with the so what on what they were looking at, trying to get Mr. Cohen for? Do you do you know that at all? You said the so what? No. Yeah. So apparently there was a project, a Moscow project that Trump was working on to get hotels up in Moscow, Russia, oh, okay. uh, in 2015. Right. Um, this is before he's received the party nomination. And and Mr. Trump, who I'm no longer going to even consider calling president, Mr. Trump uh, has, in the last day or so, has said that, you know, he's changed again. He's saying, so what if I was talking to Russia? while I was running for president because I still have businesses to run. If right. I didn't lose my, if I lost the, the election, which people thought I was going to, exactly. I would have lost out on business opportunities. Makes sense. You know that so far? Makes sense. Right. Make, makes perfect sense. That's right, be honest. Makes sense. So, because, you know, Trump's only running for president of these United States and Russia, as you stated earlier, is only one of our great enemies. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the greatest. So yeah. let's, let's talk about this Moscow project. So there's a timeline. September 2015, Michael Cohen receives a proposal from a Russian company to build Trump Tower in Moscow. He started to explore the deal with the help of former Trump business associate, Felix Slater. This is in court filings that are coming up shortly. Well, actually, it's been filed. That's how we have it. Um... At the same time, in the same September, Trump praised Putin's leadership in an interview with Fox News. So just to be clear, September 2015, Trump's personal attorney, 
is informed by a Russian official of the possibility of moving a Russian project forward in Moscow. At the same time, Donald Trump starts praising Vladimir Putin. Right. October. Cohen tells Trump about the Moscow proposal. Trump signs a letter of intent with a Russian company. And the parties agreed to move forward the project, which would give the Trump organization, that's Donnie Jr.'s organization, by the way, he's fucked, more on that later, $4 million up front and other, quote-unquote, perks. This is in October 2015. All right. So what does Trump do in October 2015? He publicly expresses support for Russia's military intervention in Syria. And he even repeats almost verbatim the Kremlin's talking points that Russia was bombing ISIS, even though the Obama administration said that Russia was there to give a military boost, not to ISIS, I mean, not not to bomb ISIS, not to help the allies, but to the Syrian dictator. Remember, he was was gassing his people. You remember that? I remember that's what they said he was doing. Right. Okay, let's move on to November 2015. So Cohen continued working on the Trump Tower project. It's called the Trump Tower Project for Moscow. And apparently in, in an email, Cohen is told that our boy can become president of the USA and we can engineer it. If we get all of Putin's team to buy in on this, I will manage this process. Hmm. Same month, at the Republican primary debate, Trump sidestepped the question about Russian aggression and instead decided to focus on President Obama's handling of Iran and North Korea. So Trump is avoiding saying anything negative about Russia. December. Um, before he becomes a, a Trump advisor, retired General Michael Flynn. Do you remember Mr. Michael Flynn? He was the he was going to be the incoming head of the national security national security advisory, but he didn't, of course, because they busted him having improper benefits with Russia. What improper improper benefits? Well, he got flown out to Moscow. He got paid thirty thirty grand. He basically led a pep rally for Vladimir Putin, culminating him getting them to give him a standing ovation. Right. By the way, he was a general during this time. And just to be clear, be honest, because I know you think that I'm a Democrat, liberal, tree-hugging, whatever. So while this Trump advisor is out in Russia being whined and dined, spending spending more money on spilled liquor, all across Russia, that you make in an entire month. While he's doing that, Trump is still praising Putin's leadership. And uh, when someone told him that well, what about Vladimir Putin killing journalists, free press? Trump says, well, I think our country does plenty of killing also. I would, I would agree. Yeah, that's pretty woke for, Donald, for Donnie Boy. Also, <laughs> at the same time, same month, Vladimir Putin complimented Trump, calling him a, quote, bright and talented person without any doubt. And they say he has an outstanding and talented personality. And Trump released a response saying that Putin was so highly respected within his own country and beyond. Do you think Vladimir Putin is highly respected in his own country and beyond? Yes. Or do you think he's just feared because people don't want him to to order their death? Same thing. January 2016, Michael Cohen reached out to the offices of the Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, asking for help to move the Moscow project forward. These are in court filings. Cohen later spoke on the phone to Peskov's assistant, who took notes and said she would follow up with other people in Russia. In an interview, Donald Trump, in the same month, cast doubt on the findings of British investigation that concluded that Putin ordered the murder of an ex-Russian spy. Sound familiar? Because last week, your boy, 45, didn't want to believe his own 
security intelligence that the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia ordered the murder of an outspoken journalist and critic inside of Iran, inside of Saudi Arabia. Not wanted to believe or recognizes that we don't gain anything from exposing that. Hey, however you want to spin. February 2016, the Trump Tower. Cohen's work on the Trump Tower uh, Moscow project continued. Despite the fact <laughs> that uh, Cohen had told Congress that he had terminated that deal before the Republican primaries kicked off. Oopsie scrutos, kind of lied to Congress. My bad. So, March. Trump starts having uh, advisors with Russian ties. Hmm. He's got, a, he's got a few of them. Got to. You have to. You're about to do business with these guys. You have to, you have to know somebody who's in the know. You can't just go into a blind. That's a bad business decision. April, April 2016. Member of Trump's team meets with the Kremlin-connected professor and he's informed that the Russian government had dirt on the Democratic candidate, Hillary Clinton, in the form of thousands of emails. This would be the famous, this is the current thing that's going on with WikiLeaks and right. the, new bomb, the new bombshell that, that Trump may have had sent someone, which he did, uh, Papadopoulos, to me, regarding the, getting these emails. Okay, so what happened directly with Donald Trump all this when while these people are reaching out to get dirt on Hillary from the Russians? Before Trump delivered a major foreign po- policy address, he and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, briefly met with Russian ambassador Sergei Kislyak, along with a few other diplomats during a VIP reception for dignitaries. Trump expressed hope for better relations with Russia, saying, I believe an easing of tensions and improved relations with Russia from a position of strength, from a position of strength as possible. Let me go back really quick. So, the NSA guy, the guy that was flown out to Russia on Vladimir's dime, uh, Michael Flynn, what was he doing? He was essentially telling Russia, hey, I know the Obama administration uh, has all these sanctions that they're prepared to levy on you, and they're concerned that you, you may be interfering with things, don't worry about sanctions. Because once we get our boy in, that's, that's, that's not going to be a problem. Do you know what the problem is with that? I don't believe that's true, but go ahead. The problem with that is he's not in office yet. There's actually a, a, there's actually a legislative act. It might be the Hatch Act. I'm not sure. I don't think it's Hatch. That he violated, but he's he's making allegate he's making um, he's offering something to a foreign country on in as if he had the position in the government to do so, which he didn't. You can't that that type of behavior is 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 illegal. You so cannot for me too, or for a, a government official. You, be honest, cannot purport to represent the government of the United States. In uh, in any capacity, if you're not an official of the government of the United States, or well, and at that time, uh, he was not. Okay, he was not. So then he's just so, it's just like me going over there and saying that. Then right? Are you saying uh, no? no? Because they didn't pay you thirty thousand dollars plus other perks, and Vladimir Putin didn't let you introduce him as he came in to arousing applause. Yeah, but so no, be honest, it's not the same thing as if you did it. No, what I'm saying the, the uh, we didn't pay him thirty thousand. The Russians paid him thirty thousand. So that's just that's what you do when somebody comes over on business. You. You, you know what I'm saying? Get him some Russian prostitutes to rock his world. You get, put him in the, the nicest, you know, presidential, no pun intended, suite. And then you, you know, give him a little cash to, to, to wet his beak. And, you know, you give him something to, to, to do when he's there. That's, that's what you do in business. And every business does that when they fly people over for business reasons, right? True or false? Yeah, sure, be honest. So let's go to, so Trump met with the Russian ambassador. Right. Okay. So hold on. Give me. Give me a time. I got a timeline check. So has Trump already declared that he's running for president at this point? Trump had declared that he was running for president the entire time. I've been using dates talking about what Paul, what Michael Cohen is doing. So in 2015, when you started this story, he had already declared that he was running. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. 
That's why that's why any of this shit matters. Yes. Okay. okay, that wasn't clear to me. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, he was a long shot then, uh, but he's making it very clear through his 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 his, his uh his the people around him that will later become his his advisors and cabinet. Uh, these people are making it clear, hey, you know, if I get in, you know, if you can help me get in, uh, Russia, our enemy, I'm going to help you out. Okay. So let's go. Let's let's speed this up. So apparently, um, the the long shot, the upshot of what we've been talking about, and there's more examples after that, but it's kind of the same thing. You have someone from the Trump. You have a Trump aide talking to a Russian official about getting something in for Trump in return for you know quid pro quo. You do this for 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 uh, for the Trump Moscow project, and we'll do this for you. You know later as as it becomes clear that Trump is a viable candidate, it becomes even more explicit. It's like I can guarantee you, don't worry about these sanctions. Right, we'll take care of that. Right. Uh, and and publicly, you've got Trump saying these ridiculous statements about Vladimir Putin about how he's, you know, he's well liked, he's fair, he's you know, he's a great guy. I can get along with him well, and you know, it, it's just it. And going back to the Michael Flynn thing, where they're talking about, hey, um, don't worry about these sanctions. Donald Trump, shortly at thereafter. For the first time during his uh, his his campaign, floated the idea of getting rid of sanctions with Russia, saying that he just felt he could get along with with Putin and that they we didn't really need any sanctions. Right, right, makes sense. He knows him better than I do. He knows Putin better than I do. He knows better than most of us do. Here's my thinking, Kuton, on what what you're getting at. The premise of what your your argument is. I mean, first of all, I, I want to thank you for the research because you really put in work. I know that you only told us one side of the story, but you gave us a really clear picture. A picture that these I, are in court filings from Paul. I appreciate it, but these are in the court filings <laughs> that, that were filed that were filed Friday regarding uh, uh, Michael Cohen. Anyone can out there can find them, but that so. You say it's one side of the story, but it's definitely a side of the story that is being uh, that was filed with, you know, with with legal authority. Yeah, that's far as, thing, you know, yeah. under that's- under. Might I add, you know, under you know penalty of uh, perjury or getting hit with a an anti getting hit with some sort of claim that right. you filed frivolous papers. So it, it's not just. No, I get it, but the- it's not just. It's not just uh, editorial. It's not just news. It, this these are in legal filing. This wouldn't be the first time a woman cried rape and really didn't get raped, though. Is what I'm saying. And went to the police and everything. So moving on. Uh, though, there's no women involved in here, though. I could have talked about. It, it was an analogy uh, about this. It, yeah, it, there's it was no an women analogy. involved here. It was, it was an analogy, but here's the thing, right? Um, I've been addicted to watching arrest videos recently. I don't know why. It's just become like my thing on YouTube. Maybe because so, you enjoy seeing them dark as run. No, uh, quite the opposite. I've been watching government officials get arrested for things. And I promise you, Democrat, Republican, white, black, Hispanic, no matter what the hell they are, they try to use their influence to get out of that damn ticket. They'll say anything up to and including you're going to lose your job because such and such, such and such. What that lets me know is that every single one of these government officials, all of them, are willing to do the exact same thing in Russia that Donald Trump did. They pretend like they're not, but that's because they don't have the influence on the business side. A lot of the elected officials here have most of their business within the states. So Donald Trump is international as far as where his business is. It just so happened coincidentally, maybe not coincidentally at all, but coincidentally he had business with Russia just at the same time as he was declaring his run for the office. So the thing is, is that... Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me spot in right there. So let's say everything up to that point that you said in Bizarro World that you're living in right now was true. <laughs> Are you going to tell me you're okay with him using his platform to 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 let to say that Russia's great, that Putin's great, we don't need sanctions? So, as, as I was actually getting there, the the idea here is that all those government officials would do the same thing. Here's the crazy part. 
Name one of your cousins, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, kid, whatever. They wouldn't also use their influence to get some free sneakers from finish line if they had a homeboy that worked at finish line. Everybody is capable and is willing and would do the things that Trump has done. They just have never played on the game let on me, that. Let me, let me, let me tell you what They've never played the game tonight. on that scale. And that's what I'm saying. We're, we're, let me tell you what we're not going to do tonight. This is actually not how I open up this topic. <laughs> I opened up this topic by asking you to identify what countries you would say are enemies of the United States. And Russia, Russia is definitely one. So this ain't going to the finish line or Foot Locker to try to get a hookup on some sneakers. Right. This is literally going to a sworn enemy that we've been embroiled in a cold war for most of our most of both of your and mine adult lives. And since Putin's been back in, in control. Uh, it's gone back that way of almost a cold war. So this is not innocuous business deals. This is the business deal you can't make. So you're telling me that you really believe Russian troops will be in America if Trump continues down the road he is? No. What I believe the deal was going to be is that America first, no, it'd be Russia first. America would defer to Russia and allow Russia to do whatever it wants to do whenever it wants to do with no resistance whatsoever. Around the globe, you mean? Around the globe. Okay. What does it have to do with America? Everything. We live in a micro... We live in... The economy is a global economy. Eh, America's economy is a global economy. Most economies don't fucking matter. Let's be honest. Most economies don't mean shit. America is a global economy. And in fact, even though we're not the number don't, one... Don't, don't take a simplistic view of this. But it's... A, Russia is, is, a, is, a, is a superpower country right? who has closer ties to China than we have. And their economy is still not that great, even though they're a superpower. Their economy could tank ours. No. China owns the mortgage on our fucking house China, in the United China States. Needs, China, China requires us to exist just the way we are for them to be a superpower. If we, That's absolutely not... Not true. We, As a matter of fact, China is now moving on to the continent of Africa. That's fine. They've been there. China's, did, did China's, you know that? China's that China is now buying up assets and land in Africa, and it's actually becoming a real problem. They've Some African there. countries are having to, to having to you know put in legislation that they, to to limit their ability to purchase things and to limit how many can be there. They've been there. That's not new. But uh, yeah, you're right. They are buying a lot in Africa. Yes. This idea that well, the American economy, it's the model, and absolutely, we're still connected. We're still connected. The American One day economy. We're going to have the Brexit talk, but right now we'll stick with this. We're still connected. No, so just, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. The American economy is too big to fail the same way those banks were. If America's economy ever does fail, the rest of the world is going to suffer, including and most importantly, China. The reason why they're able to be who they are is because of our economy. They are no longer a superpower if we lose all of our. If we lose all of our economy, their economy tanks as well. I completely disagree that do, if do, something do happens some research, to our economy, do some well, research. I mean, let me, actually, let me do it this way. All of our economies are interconnected. Mm, not all of our economies. China's and America's is, but not... The, 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 the fucking rupee doesn't matter. I'll agree with you on that. The Indian okay. rupee is not affecting us. Okay, but you were saying it seem like everything, everybody was global. Everybody isn't. Okay, okay. Now we're back to Paige. Go ahead. All right, so you know you've got the the major players in the global economy. You've got the West, which is when I'm so when I say the West, I mean primarily the European countries, the ones that I say their name. You know, France, England, you know, Spain, places like that. When I the West, then you've got the United States, and then you've got you know um, the other superpowers, Russia, and all of the countries they control. Informally or formally. Right. And then you got China. Same thing. Spheres of influence. So, you know, to the idea that, that you know, we don't need them and that if we allow Russia to run unchecked, it's not going to affect our economy or anything. That's just, that's insane. Because you have to understand that Russia longs for the days where there are only two superpowers. And longs for the days and where they thought they were the superpower. Right. And that's everything Vladimir Putin has been about is returning Russia to its former glory. That motherfucker has to have a USSR tattoo somewhere on him. What's wrong with Russia having glory? Stop being an elitist. Right. And China, on the other hand, is 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 the new kid on the block as far as global domination. Right. They have every fucking thing in our arsenal that we have yep. because they stole it right from under us like the Russians used to do. Right. 
And so, you know, this side and there who and they, they, who they, who they and, and Russia are usually in agreement on most things. Let me ask you a question. Who they steal it from? You said it, I think, but I, you said they stole it from who? Oh, us. Yeah, every single thing we have is my complete statement. Oh, us. The actual statement was everything we have, they have because they stole it right from us. Just like the like Russians. the Russians used to do. Just like the Russians. So what I'm trying to get you to understand is it doesn't move if we're not shaking. It's us that shakes. And then it's us that moves and the shake is from us is what I'm saying. They, China and Russia are both they're wannabes. They're faking it till they make it. Yes, they are superpowers. I give them the, the, the ability, their potential or or already superpowers. They have it there. But what I'm trying to get you to understand, though, is that even if they become powerful enough to really take us down, it will be the end of them as well. The the dollar right so what? now. In, w- w- you want someone else to make a decision that you you'd rather you'd rather be at the behest of someone else to make a decision. You would rather the United States be lord to one of equals rather than being the top dog. It won't happen. I, that's surprising for me. This is the opposite of what you're normally it will not happen advocating for. It won't happen because we move and it shakes. It don't shake unless we wait, move. Wait, wait. It. If, we, if we're not moving. Around the the globe and Russia and China are engaged in military activity as well as buying up stuff, right? Which China actually is doing. We don't give that a fuck if you buy stuff. That's what I'm trying United to say. We don't give a fuck if you buy something. We take stuff. That's what the American. That's what the USA does. We don't give a fuck what wait, happens. Wait, what are you going to take if Russia says, "Ah, oh, nah, nah, dog, we have that. That's ours." Remember? Don't make me drop those piss tapes. We don't give a fuck. That's what, oh. what I'm trying to get you to understand is we don't give a fuck. We bomb shit. That's what we do. And Russia will, of course, they like. You kill- can't bomb shit if you've got a compromised president There's who's no, a lapdog no of thing. Vladimir Putin. There's no such Trump is not a lapdog. Trump is playing his cards. And- you know what? You forgot that. You forgot the interview, didn't you? No, I didn't. Because you were you were upset about the interview. No, I didn't. We all know Donald Trump is an actor. He's on reality TV. That's what I was trying to tell you well, back then. Have, I was trying to tell you back there, then. He might have he might have wet himself, and he wasn't acting nah, when he it was wasn't, with Putin. It wasn't no wedding. It was none of that shit happened. That's bullshit. Trump don't give a fuck, and that's what that's what I've been trying oh, to tell you. Oh, he gives plenty of fucks, which is why going back to Michael Cohen, money. he gives a fuck about his money. Going back to Michael Cohen, his personal attorney for the last ten plus years, <laughs> Trump visibly shaken. Three days ago, when this first dropped, and Michael Cohen, some of the first few things that Cohen's been talking about with the Mueller team has come out. Donald Trump says, oh, well, he's not very smart. What? Your personal attorney of the last 10, 15 years is not very smart? He's not smart because he's going to turn, he's turning tables and he's going to come out. He knows where the bodies are buried. You think Trump is going to let that happen? It's not going to happen. This is not going to happen. That's why I'm trying, you're talking about Donald Trump Jr. It's not going to happen. It's already happening, B. It isn't going to. These are in court, these are, all of those things I read from, I read earlier, the the timeline I gave to the listeners, those are in court filings. Name the the president. So basically what I'm saying is everything that Mueller is working on we're now finally starting to see the what the fuck name. So it, so so this so this is so this is going to start coming out. And right. in regards to Paul Manfort, Manafort, how Mueller has decided to tell the court exactly how he violated their plea bargain deal. That's going to be a lengthy filing too, and we get that one on either Monday or Tuesday. Can't wait. So the shit's about to hit the fan. It, shit's about to get real. It's not about to get real. It, it's going to be more. In the, the words of the great bard. The great MC, Little Kiki, out of <laughs> the south side of H-Town. This shit is about to hit the fan, and the script gonna flip. No way. I can't wait. This is this is amazing. You know, it's not often you get to see the impeachment of a president. So this is going to be great. I cannot wait. And we're going to get to go through it with on, on, on Black on Both Sides because you are kicking and screaming and thinking this isn't happening. <laughs> what the fuck you think Mueller's been doing this entire time? Oh, fucking around? It's not going to happen, man. It's, I mean, it's going to be a valuable because, because he's a billionaire. It's not going to happen. It's not. You know, if he weren't president and a billionaire, I'd agree with you. Because he's president of what I believe is the greatest country in the entire world, right. it's a problem. Yeah. We don't do kings. And one thing that we don't do for damn sure, which is why I'm surprised by you, because you and I are basically the same age, we don't, we're not, we don't fucking play nice with the, with the Russians or the former Union of Soviet Socialist Republic. We don't play nice with them. They're the bad guy. Yeah, I agree. But I don't know that we're playing nice with them or playing chess. That's what I was saying. 
You don't know if Donald Trump's playing chess. I'm gonna really need you to read some news, man. No, it's no, about to it's you, about to heat up. You are not. Playing you chess. are not in the Who's know. Who's playing chess? You are not in the know. Who's playing chess? Donald Trump, the art of the deal. You are not. By in the way, the know. shout out to Miss my my forever first lady, who sold who's already has the best has the most sales of a hardcover book in 2018, and the thing just came out two weeks ago. Congratulations. And she already has more sales of her book than fucking Cheeto did of his Art of the Deal, which has been out for like almost 20 years. Good shit. Congratulations. Why do you do it? Let me have some of that money. Just give me a little bit. Keep me cut. <laughs> Listeners, despite what Beyond is, is hoping to happen, what is happening is we are living in history. It's going to unfold right before our eyes. We're about to bear witness to something we have never seen before involving the President of the United States and an investigation into treason's acts in which he may have engaged in some sort of conspiracy with the sworn enemy of the United States, the Russians. This is going to unfold. It's going to play out. And we're going to be here for you. And we're going to try to have more facts, more data for you. I promise to you, I'm going to try to, keep, I'm going to, try to do more research because I want you to be informed because this is, this is a big thing that's happening. It's not a small thing. These aren't politics as usual. And just as all the people turned out for voting, an additional 9 million people came out to vote and voted in the last quote-unquote wave uh, that changed... Uh, the face of the House and the Senate. It was largely Democratic. And so you've got a huge group of people who are opposed to the current president. Don't matter. And so Can I ask you a question? that plus this, it's going to be fireworks. Can I, ask you a I question? can't wait. Can I ask you a question? Shoot. What does Madison Avenue mean to you? Wisconsin. No. Oh, Madison Avenue. Yeah. That's like uh, New York where you can go shop. Yeah, but that 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 that's the 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 Fifth Avenue, the lit, Madison and Fifth. That's the right? literal Madison Avenue. When you say Madison Avenue, and is and I guess a a holistic word, like as of a, a phrase, what does that mean to you as far as America goes? I'll, I'll answer that. I don't think I use it that way. You tell me what is what should it mean? Ma- I don't Madison think I've, Avenue. I, I've used that term that way. Okay, Madison Avenue is big business, big money, where the shit happens. So just like America moves and the rest of the world shakes like a fake booty that was bought in Dominican Republic, Madison Avenue moves and the U.S. shakes. So the problem with everything that you're saying and all of your wants and desires is that Madison Avenue is not with that. Madison Avenue wants probably the same things that Donald Trump wants because that's how big business works. And we have known for a long time that big business is how this world works. The reason why JF... All right, I'm going to have to call you bullshit. So, on the one hand, you want to say that, you know, you seems like you're going down of a business is always, business always wins for a deal. Big business. But how is business going to, big business, and it gets no bigger business than on a global scale. So how is big business going to be happy if America takes a deferential role in all things, not just business, but all things to the Soviets and the Chinese? I don't believe that that's what... Well, first of all, first of all, America has already done that time and time over. We've sold America out again and again and again based off of what Madison, Madison Avenue has deemed important to us. Maybe I wasn't clear. Donald Trump wasn't working for anyone and his people, for anyone... Uh, but Donald Trump. No, 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 no. He no, wasn't no, no, working no. for anyone else. You misunderstand what Madison Avenue is. Madison Avenue is not an entity. It's not a government p- policy. Madison Avenue are the J.P. Morgans, the Chases, the Donald Trumps. The- yeah, he wasn't working on behalf of he them. He wasn't. They don't work on behalf of each other either. They work for themselves. What I'm saying is Madison Avenue in a whole, though, is the idea of, is the idea, almost like big, you know, I say Big Brother is watching you. So Madison Avenue is that when it comes to business. It's the it's the thing that's there that nobody can actually okay, grab and but touch. that's unrelated to Trump. No, it's Madison- Absolutely related because what you're calling Madison Avenue, if we want to dig deeper, it's what I would call the planet is turning into a is, is on one hand the planet is is starting to evolve into something that's really less about states and countries, right? It's globalist and more about 
massive financial organization. Absolutely. That's how it's always been, though. It's just now people are getting but smarter. Donald Trump doesn't represent... Bullshit, he doesn't. ...one of those Bullshit, he doesn't. Bullshit, he doesn't. He does Okay. I think you just got a hard on for Donald Trump. No, the fuck he does not. Eh. He's not a Koch brother, Koch brothers. He's not with J.P. Morgan. He's, I mean, he's, not, he's not with any of those things. He's not. Yeah. You believe that? You fact, really believe that? They don't that. even let him come around because they don't listen to his bullshit. Do you really believe that that all those people are not in bed with him in some way, shape, form? Come on, no, come they on, think man. he's fucking stupid, and they that's, have said that's so. That's just chess. That's all that is, man. He's got too much. Money. Yeah, he's not playing that game. We're not talking about that game. He can't even. Get, how are you gonna hate on that game? He can't even get in. He's got he too much. He's game. got too much money to not pay attention to. So trust me, he does not have enough money to play that game. I know you want to think he's that that's too not, much money that's impossible, but ignored. it isn't. He still is a, he's got baby, baby pockets compared to the people in, in that game. Nah, I, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that he doesn't have as much as them. Yes, but I, he is not, he is not just shit pissing in the wind. They have to doesn't pay attention even, to him. He is to them. No, I don't think so. But you know. By the way, another player in that game is the Vatican. Yeah. Asterisk, Google it. No, he's right. Largest. They hold the most land of any organization on the planet. Yep. You're welcome. True, true statement. Hashtag Kunta Talk. True statement. Not that wasn't aimed at you, be honest. That was aimed at the other people that did that. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, uh, I um, I don't know why you fighting. Why are you trying to cape for Trump, man? I don't really. I'm don't not caping for Trump. I just don't see the sky is falling thing that you see. That's all. Sky is falling, not for us, for him. The sky is fucked up for him. No, we're, we're, uh, this, this, that's why he says this crazy shit. This that's why changed. he's got them rosy cheeks and he's got the uh, he's got the accordion hands going. And you know he's a liar. He's just trying to save his own skin. Uh, Who uh, isn't trying to uh, save uh, their own skin? All I know is the argument kind of changed though, Kunta. From when we first started Black and White Sides, your idea was that the sky was falling. Trump was sending us to a, a quicker hell, and now you're like, oh well, the sky is falling for him. I didn't think this, that that the sky was falling either time. He's a billionaire. It's not gonna. It's not gonna pan out the way you want it to. Even Nick, let, uh, even let, Richard let Nixon, clear. even Richard Nixon resigned before he got impeached. It's not going to happen. From 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 a what's going on inside of our country? Yes, things have gotten a lot worse. What I didn't factor was how inefficient Trump would be at doing anything. That's been his soul saving grace. That's not true. Is that the though. man is just inefficient that is at doing totally anything. Totally not true. He's fucking up. Our economy has just been slated as being the best economy in the world. I'll get you the news article, and that's not. Yeah, and you can thank President Obama, Obama for that. Obama, my You're ass. Are you fucking kidding? That is so ridiculous. Nope. Give me an, give me the evidence of that. Show me that receipt. I I I ask you. I'm gonna show you the article. Okay, so I'm gonna like, show you the article that I have. I, I, you show me a receipt. I'll show you a receipt. Until then, I'll say this. So. All of a sudden, in year one and year two, the economy is the best it's ever been. <laughs> As if, I don't know, something hadn't been happening eight whole ass years What before. happened in eight years? Yeah. Everybody, Nobody likes Obama when it came to his policy on economics. Nobody. Democrats, Republicans, nobody. Everybody thought he bullshitted his way through the economy. That was never one of his strong points. I don't know what you're, where you're bringing this from now that Trump's in office. Nobody was ever like, oh, Obama, no economy. He, he's the guy. Nobody ever said that until Trump got in office. Nobody. He was never the you economy president. Are taking fucking crazy pills <laughs> if you think a two-year sample size of a man who has done a literally nothing. Okay. B passed. I don't even know if he's passed ten laws. Right. <laughs> he hasn't. And and C, he, he doesn't even have full. He, he's not even fully staffed. Yeah. Almost none of the branches in his executive branch, none of the individual departments are fully staffed. Obama wasn't and a top. Somehow, Obama. this led to an economic <laughs> boom. Ob okay. Obama wasn't even a top 10 president. That's what's so crazy. He was just a black president. He wasn't even a top 10 president. Nobody fucks with Obama. Nobody thought Obama was the same. He didn't do shit. Nobody really believes he did anything either. He was just a black guy. By the way, he was a uh, black guy that kept his nose clean and didn't no, get in trouble. Obama didn't do shit. How is how is Trump undoing all the shit he didn't do? This has been a this has been a trouble for years uh -huh. and years and years. The bit the the uh -huh. idea that it's not politics as usual is exactly what I think the country needed. I'm not sure if Donald Trump is the savior for that, but I do believe that this shit needs to be burnt to the what ground. Is Donald Trump the savior for being it needs to be this shit needs to be burnt to the ground. What's he the savior for? Just out of curiosity. He's the savior for what I was saying needs to happen from the beginning. This shit needs to be burnt to the ground and Donald Trump is doing an excellent job of burning this shit to the ground. Whether it's by mistake or on purpose, he's burning this shit to the ground, and I'm, I can't wait for it to happen. I just hope we have something to put in this place. Listeners, <laughs> this has been a great episode of Black on Both Sides. You know, I was concerned about it. 
I thought me and Bionis would would say some rougher things to each other. I'm glad we didn't. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, one thing is for sure, and that is that history is happening right now, and we're all going to witness it. And how you interpret it is how you interpret it. And so, you know, Bionis gives his view. I give my view. I'm going to try to do a better job of of of, of bringing more of the research. Because things are, are kind of getting serious. And we'll see how it shakes out. At the end of the day, you know, I too believe that the whole system is broken. But to burn it to the ground and then hope there's something to put in its place, that's mighty wishful thinking. So it's a rock and a hard place on Kunta's end for this. But, you know, let us know what you think. You know, holler at us. You can talk to us directly in the Slack. You know, you want to get in the Slack, you email, go to rarestones.com, email the admin, ask to get in the Slack, and you can get in there for a little cost of free 99 Interact with me and be honest all day, every day. Um, talk about this topic or even introduce different ones. Also, um, if you like what we're doing, you know, we ask that you share the show with your friends, family, coworkers, and your boss. If they're cool, you'll have to use your own judgment on that. And in addition to sharing the show with friends and family, you can also give us a five-star review on iTunes if you have, a, if you have an Apple phone. That would really help the show out a lot, help other people find the show. And, uh, you know, we appreciate your time, and we're continuing to work on making the best show that we can. Be honest. You said it all, man. I appreciate you guys tuning in to Black and Both Sides, where nothing is black and white. Ain't that the truth. <laughs>